for the last four weeks, we have been in a series called More. Say more. Yeah, this has been a series about the Holy Spirit. Now, our goal in this series is for us to receive more of the Holy Spirit. But not only do we want to receive more of the Holy Spirit, but we want the Holy Spirit to have more of us. Now, so far in this series, we've talked about more of his presence. Don't you love the presence of the Holy Spirit? We also talked about more of his presence or gifts. Thank God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This past Sunday, Pastor Sean did an incredible job preaching about more of his power. Well, today we're going to talk about more of his personality. More of his personality. Now, Pastor, what do you mean when you say more of the Holy Spirit's personality? Well, first, I want to give you a definition of this word. Personality means the combination or characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinct character. See, here's the deal. Our desire to have more of the Holy Spirit and for the Holy Spirit to have more of us, our purpose in this is so that we can become more like him. That's what this is all about, becoming more like the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to make five statements this morning as they relate to receiving more of the personality of the Holy Spirit. And the first statement I have is this, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. Say the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit reveals the personality of the Holy Spirit. If you want to know what the personality of the Holy Spirit is, then you simply need to know what the fruit of the Spirit is. And the fruit of the Spirit is found in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Paul writes there, and Paul says, but the Holy Spirit produces. Say the Holy Spirit produces. The Holy Spirit produces. What does the Holy Spirit produce, Paul? Well, he says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Say this kind of fruit. Yeah, yeah, Paul says that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And then he tells us what kind of fruit that the Holy Spirit produces. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. What's on the inside of us will be revealed by what comes out of us. Do you agree with that? Yeah, what's on the inside of us will be revealed by what comes out out of us. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, Jesus said a good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And he says an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And then Jesus said what you say flows from what is in your heart. Here's what we need to understand this morning, and that is what flows from the heart of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This list of nine fruits reveal the personality of the Holy Spirit. I ask you this morning, who wants to become more like him? Well, here's what we need to understand this morning. That is the fruit of the Spirit is the proof of who we are connected to. Now, get this this morning. The fruit of the Spirit is the proof 
of who we are connected to. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 44, Jesus again said, he said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit fruit. And then Jesus said this, Jesus said, a tree is identified. Say identified. Yeah. Jesus said a tree is identified. How is a tree identified? Jesus said a tree is identified by its fruit. Jesus said, figs never grow on thorn bushes, nor grapes on bramble bushes. So the fruit of the spirit is the proof of who we are connected to. So, so if we are connected to Jesus through the Holy Spirit, there's going to be some proof of it, right? There's going to be some proof of it. There's going to be some fruit. See, see the proof that an apple tree is truly an apple tree is because it produces, it produces apples, not peaches, not pears, not oranges. Listen to me this morning. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can claim whatever you want to claim. But if you are truly connected to Jesus through the Holy Spirit, there's going to be some proof. There's going to be some fruit. You are going to possess some love and joy and some peace and some patience and some kindness and some goodness and some faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Because the fruit of the Spirit is the proof of who we are connected to. Here's the cold, hard fact. Christians who do not possess the fruit of the Spirit are imposters. Now, I know that sounds a little bit harsh. That sounds a little bit hard. That sounds a little bit straightforward. But it's the cold, hard fact. Christians who do not possess the fruit of the Spirit are imposters. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, not everyone that says that I am their Lord, really that I am their Lord. Jesus said, not everybody that claims to be a child of God, not everybody that claims to be a Christian is actually a Christian. Jesus said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus said, only those who actually do the will of my father. And Paul writes in Romans chapter eight and verse number nine, he says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If say, if, oh, that's a big little word right there. If, he said, you have the Spirit of God living in you. Did you hear what, G, what Paul said in, in Romans? Paul says, Paul says that if, that if the Spirit of God, if the Holy Spirit abides within you, if the Holy Spirit is inside of you, if he has taken up residence on the inside of you, you will not, you will not be controlled by your sinful nature. That doesn't mean we will not be tested and tried. That doesn't mean we will not be tempted, but we will not be controlled by our sinful nature. I want to read that again because I want to read the next verse. Paul writes, he says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if, 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 if you have the spirit of God living in you. But notice what else he says. And remember, Paul says that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So Christians who do not possess the fruit of the spirit are imposters. They are not really Christians at all. Now, let me clarify something this morning, and that is we're all on a journey. 
We are all on a journey. And we are all at different places in our journey. Some are just beginning their journey. And then some of us have been on, the, on our walk and on our journey with the Lord for a very long time. There are some that are babes in Christ. And there are some that have been matured through time and trial. Listen, it takes time. It takes watering. It takes pruning. And sometimes even fertilizing to eventually get a fruit tree to produce some luscious fruit. But hear me, if a fruit tree is truly a fruit tree, it will eventually bear some fruit. I'm not expecting you to be as far along in your journey as I am. I know there are people that have just come to Christ and the fruit of the spirit is not going to be as ripe in their life as it is in other people's lives. I understand it is a process. I understand there are things that have to happen and take place, but I'm telling you this morning that if we are really in Jesus Christ, if we are really a child of the living God, no matter what we say or don't say, there's got to be some fruit. There's got to be some proof. Like the commercial said, the proof is in the pudding. Amen. Paul said, if anyone is in Christ, or I think we could also say, if Christ is truly in anyone, they are a new creation, Paul writes. And Paul says, all things have passed away. And he says, all things become new. New what? Well, first of all, new desires. New desires. Listen, I'm telling you that if Jesus Christ lives within you, if the Holy Spirit of God is, uh, uh, is residing on the inside of you, you're going to have different desires than those that do do not have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. I'm telling you by the desires of our heart, we can tell a lot about where we are in our walk with the Lord. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. New what? Well, first of all, new desires and then new attitudes and then new behavior, new behavior. There ought to be a marked difference in a saint and a sinner. Did you hear me? I said there ought to be a difference between a saint and a sinner. I'm not preaching legalism this morning. I'm saying there ought to be some proof. Amen. If Jesus really is in us and if the Holy Spirit actually is working in and through our lives, there will be a change that will take place. All things become new, new desires, new attitudes, new behavior, new way of looking at things, uh, new way of thinking, new fruit being produced in and through our lives. Well, let me make my third statement this morning. That is this. The fruit of the spirit is the purpose of our connection. We're talking about a connection this morning. We're talking about being connected to God through the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the purpose of our connection. I ask you this morning, why should we desire more of the Holy Spirit? Four weeks, we're talking about more. We're talking about more of the Holy Spirit. Why should we desire more of the Holy Spirit? Well, Well, is it so we can feel good? Is that what this is all about? Is this what it is that we're all about that we're talking about? We want to feel more. Why should we desire more of the Holy Spirit? Oh, so we can have more of the feels, more of the feels. Oh, have heightened emotional experiences. Is that what this is all about? Is this, is that what we're talking about when we're talking about having more of the Holy Spirit? Now, let me clarify. There's nothing wrong with emotions per se. Thank God for emotions. God made our emotions and God can touch our emotions uh, if he wants to. But listen, I also understand that for so many people, they equate emotions with spirituality and it has nothing to do with it. Really, emotions has more to do with personality than anything else. 
See, I'm an emotional person, so I'm an emotional person when I preach, but I'm also an emotional person when I go to the ball game. Hello? That's nothing to do with my spirituality. It has to do with my personality. Amen. Why, why do we want more of the Holy Spirit? Is it just so we'll feel good, have more of the feels, have a heightened emotional experience? And there's nothing wrong with emotions. I've already said that per se. God made our emotions. But hear me this morning. The purpose of our connection with the Holy Spirit is not, is not, is not so doodads will run up and down our spine. It is not so that our toes tingle. The purpose of our connection with the Holy Spirit is so that his fruit can be produced and then distributed through our everyday life. Here's what we need to know, and that is the Holy Spirit's job is to impart the characteristics of Jesus. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to to impart the characteristics of Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, when my Father sends the advocate or the helper or the comforter, Jesus said, when the Father sends this person as my representative, and then he tells us, clarifies who he's talking about. He says, who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus said he will teach you everything and he will, he will remind you of everything I have taught you. So the Holy Spirit's job is to make us more like Jesus. Well, here's my fourth statement this morning and it's this. And that is the fruit of the Spirit will produce an effective testimony. The fruit of the Spirit will produce an effective testimony. First Peter chapter three, verse one and two says, your godly lives will speak without a word being spoken. Don't you love that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Your godly lives will speak without a word being spoken. It goes on to say people will be won over by observing your pure and godly lives. See, see, the message of the gospel is awesome, right? The message of the gospel is awesome. But it often becomes ineffective because of the life of the messenger. See, here's the truth, and that is without the fruit of the Spirit, our testimony is going to be inconsistent. I said without the fruit of the Spirit, our testimony will be inconsistent. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 7, it says that man looks on the outward appearance, but, but God looks on the heart. I've heard this quoted all of my life. And every time it is quoted, we talk about the fact that God doesn't look on the outside, but God looks on the inside. And that's absolutely true. God does look down into our hearts. And oftentimes he sees potential, all oh, that man cannot see. Man looks on the outward appearance. He looks at us and can't see the potential that God is able to look down into our heart and see the potential that does not show on the outside. But listen, listen, that is true, and we should talk about that. But it is also true that man does look on the outward appearance. Usually we emphasize the fact that God looks on the heart, but we also need to emphasize the fact that man does look on the outward appearance. People are watching. People are watching. They're watching us. And they're taking notes on us to see, to see if what we say lines up with who we are. And they're working off of the premise that actions speak louder than words. So let me remind us that the fruit of the Spirit will produce an effective testimony. 
And without the fruit of the Spirit, our testimony will be inconsistent. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb this morning. I kind of live out there sometimes. But I'm going to go out on a limb this morning. I'm going to tell you this. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you are not manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, please do not manifest any of the gifts of the Spirit. Wait, what what did he just say? (laughs) Well, in case you didn't get it, let me say it again. If you are not manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, please, please, please do not manifest any of the gifts of the Spirit. And if you do not possess and distribute the fruit of the Spirit, please don't witness. If you do not display the fruit of the Spirit, please, please take your honk if you love Jesus off the back bumper of your car. Because without the fruit of the Spirit, when they honk at you, you're probably not going to respond with a praise the Lord. (laughs) How many know what I'm talking about this morning? Why am I saying that? Because you will do more harm than good. You'll do, listen, a lot of people are doing more harm than good because, because they're saying one thing with their mouth, but they're living something else with their action. So without the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to do more harm than good. And Paul says the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Are you loving? Do you love everybody? Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Do you have any? There was an old song that said, if you're happy, notify your face. Joy, a fruit of the Spirit. Does your countenance and your attitude prove it? Listen, there's nothing worse than a sour puss, Christian. How about peace? Are you a peaceful person or are you known for drama and controversy? If there's controversy, you're right in the middle of it. Another fruit of the Spirit is patience. How patient are you when somebody cuts you off in traffic? When the food at the restaurant is taken forever? When your fast food isn't fast enough, where's the fruit of the Spirit? How about kindness? Kindness is lacking today. Oh, it's lacking today. How about goodness? How about faithfulness? Faithfulness. I ask you this morning, are you dependable? Are you dependable? Can people depend upon you? Are you a person of your word? If you say you're going to be there at a certain, certain time, are you there at a certain, certain time? Are you dependable? Are you a person of your word? Are you consistent? Or are you all over the map? Up one day, down the next. Hard worker today, don't even show up tomorrow. You act like a saint at church, but you act like a sinner at work and at home and at play. And how about gentleness? Gentleness, are you? Are you gentle or or do people have to tiptoe around you in fear that the bomb is about to go off at any moment? And the ninth fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Do we have any? Do we have any? The other day I had 
had a couple of my grandkids at the house is Easton and my, my grandson and Ellie and they were playing whatever. And I was, I was sitting in my recliner with my feet propped up and I had my shoes and socks off and, and Easton, my little grandson, he's real mischievous and he's just funny as all get out. But he came over and he started tickling my, my feet. Now you don't tickle my feet. I mean, I just can't, I just can't. He started tickling my feet and I said, Easton, I said, Easton, Papa can't promise that he can stay in control here, boy. <laughs> He's six years old. He said, Papa, Papa, you should manifest the fruit of the spirit of self-control. <laughs> six years old. I-, I just don't think that has anything to do with tickling feet, though, right? How about you? Hey, 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 the Bible says God looks on the inside and thank God he does look on the inside. Thank God he looks beyond the facade. He looks beyond and he looks inside and he sees what no one else sees. That can be good and that can also be bad. But even though God looks on the inside, listen, people look on the outside. People are watching. People are paying attention. People are looking. People are taking note to see if you're living outwardly what you profess out of your mouth. They pay attention to see if we portray what we proclaim. Oh, how desperately we need the fruit of the Spirit to be growing in our lives. Well, let me give you the fifth and the final statement that I have this morning. That is the fruit of the Spirit should be pursued. Yeah, just as we should pursue the gifts of the Spirit, we should also pursue the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said in in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus said, seek Seek what? Seek the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, seek it above all else and live righteously. And then he will give you every, God will give you everything that you need. So my challenge, oh, today is this. Go after a relationship with the Holy Spirit with all your heart. Did you hear me this morning? I challenge you today to go after a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just as God the Father desires a relationship, just as Jesus the Son desires a relationship, so the Holy Spirit wants to be, uh, wants to have a relationship with you. Pursue him and initiate the relationship. James chapter four and verse number eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Who is to take the initiative there? We are, we are, we are. We're to go after him. Don't wait for him to run after us. Let's run after him. Here's what I know. And that is the more time that we spend with somebody, the more like them we become. The more time that we spend with someone, the more like them we become. We begin to take on some of their characteristics. We begin to take on some of their traits. We begin to talk like them. We begin to think like them. We begin to become like them. I ask you this morning, who better, who better, who better to become like than the Holy Spirit? To have his attributes, to have his characteristics, to have his traits, to have his fruit start to become hours. Oh, oh, hanging out with him and we'll all of a sudden begin to be more loving and we'll be become more joyful and more peaceful and more patient and more kind and better and more faithful and more gentle and more self-controlled just like him. 
The fruit of the Spirit should be pursued. I challenge you this morning. I challenge you, invite the Holy Spirit to possess every part of your life. That's what the last four weeks has been all about. That's what the altar time is going to be about this morning. And I challenge you this morning, do not set back and do not hold back this morning. And when I give you an opportunity, I encourage you to get down here as fast as you can. And I encourage you today to go after the Holy Spirit with all of your might. Go after the Holy Spirit with everything that you have. I, I believe that the Lord, the Holy Spirit wants to give us more of himself, but he also wants us to give him more of ourselves. So invite the Holy Spirit to possess every part of your life. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, Paul says, he says, stay away from every kind of evil. And then he says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Say in every way. Oh, he said, may the God uh, of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. See, 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 we are a triune being. We are a triune being. We are a spirit that possesses a soul that lives in a body. And listen, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to work in every area, in all three facets, in every area of our life. Amen. He wants to do a work of sanctification. He wants to do a work of purification. He wants to do a work where we begin to become more like him. Yeah, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit helps sanctify and purify our lives. Oh, how we need more of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how we need for the Holy Spirit to have more of us. The takeaway for the message this morning is this, our actions. Our actions should reflect the personality of the Holy Spirit. Can we stand in this room this morning, everyone standing in this room this morning? Hallelujah. If you want more of the Holy Spirit this morning and you want the Holy Spirit to have more of you, I want you to get down here as quick as you can this morning. Amen. I've been praying. I've been believing. We've been having four weeks of this. Amen. I believe that the Lord wants to do something today. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to manifest himself today in a greater measure, in a greater way than he has even the last three weeks. And they've been wonderful and they've been glorious. But the Spirit of God is in this room today. The Spirit of God is going to manifest his presence in this room this morning. I'm believing by faith today. Hallelujah. Come on down, everybody. Get on down here. Get on down here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm believing the Lord will baptize. He will fill. He will baptize the overflowing people with the Holy Spirit this morning. This morning, I'm going to pray for you. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you want to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And you're willing this morning for the Holy Spirit to have full control and full charge of you all the way down to even your tongue this morning. You're willing to submit your total self to Him. You're willing for the Holy Spirit to fill you and to baptize you. If that's you this morning, and I hope it's everyone in this room this morning, and if this has already happened to you, I, I pray that you will receive a, a, a double portion of the Spirit, that you will be refilled, refilled. It's not a one-time experience. It's not a one-time baptism or one-time filling, but it's a continuous. Oh, the Bible actually says in the original, be, be filling and keep on being filled. Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you want to be baptized, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're willing for the Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants in and through you this morning, and you're willing to give everything to Him this morning, I want you to raise your hands this morning. Raise your hands. Make it like a funnel. Make it like a funnel. This is like a funnel this morning. This is like a funnel. And I just want you to, this morning, I just want you to say to the Holy Spirit, I want everything that you have for me. I want everything that you have for me. Say it, say it. I want everything that you have for me. I want everything that you have for me. I may not all understand it all. I, it might be different to me. I may not be familiar, but, 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 but I, I just want everything the Holy Spirit has for me this morning. And, and this is my funnel, and I want you to funnel it through to me this morning. I want everything. I want everything everything. I want everything. And also I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you everything. I'm submitting everything to you today. I'm yours, Holy Spirit. I'm yours. I'm yours. Right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Be filled. Jesus, you are the baptizer. You are the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I pray that you will baptize today, baptize with the Holy Spirit today, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues today, in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, be filled. Be filled right now. I can't feel you, but Jesus can. Jesus, feel today. Feel today. Feel today. Oh, feel today. Oh, feel today. Fill those funnels today with the Spirit of God. Fill those funnels today with the Holy Spirit today. Oh, more, 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 more. We want more. Holy Spirit, we want more. We want more of you. 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 You are infinite. We can never have all of you. We want more of you, more of you. And we want to give you more. We want to give you more. We want to give you more. We want to unlatch that little door. Oh, we want to take off the lock of that little, that little hidden place where we've ha- kept hidden. That little place where we've been reserved for us and nobody else. Nobody else can get in there. That's our little space. But we even open that space. We even open that door. We even open that closet. We even open that corner. And we say, Holy Spirit, I want you to have more of me. I want you to have all of me. All of me. All of me, all of me, all of me, all of me, all of me. Just tell the Holy Spirit, I want more of you and I want you to have more of me. I want more of you and I want you to have more of me. Hallelujah. 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 Tell the Holy Spirit, you want him to, you want the Holy Spirit to help you develop a personality that resembles his personality. You want to be more loving. You want to be more peaceful. You want to be more joyful. You want to be more kind. You want to be more self-controlled. You, 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 you want your personality to resemble the personality of the Holy Spirit, which is the nine fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 And then maybe some of us need to pray that the that the fruit of the Spirit would be matured in our lives. Be matured in our lives. Be matured in our lives. Some are just beginning the journey, but some have been on the journey a long time, and the, and the fruit ought to be sweeter than it is right now. By this time, the fruit ought to be sweeter than it is. It ought to be sweeter than it is. It ought to be sweeter than it is. Oh, mature the fruit, Holy Spirit. Mature the fruit. Mature the fruit in our lives. Mature the fruit. The fruit. Yes, Holy Spirit, we want your gifts, but we also want your fruit. We want your fruit. We need the fruit. We need the fruit of the Spirit. We need the fruit, the characteristics, the byproducts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. More Holy Spirit. We want more Holy Spirit. We want more of you and we want you to have more of us. We want more of you and we want you to have more of us. We want more of you and we want you to have more of us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to challenge you. Don't, don't, don't leave the Holy Spirit at church. Don't leave the Holy Spirit at church. I encourage you to seek a relationship with the Holy Spirit throughout the day. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I encourage you to get along somewhere. You don't have to be a church. You don't have to have a pastor or some evangelist lay their hands on you. And that's great. That's wonderful. It happens often. But that doesn't have to be. That doesn't have to be. The Holy Spirit is not limited to our techniques. Sometimes we get in His way with our techniques. Our, our way or the highway always been the way it's been done. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'll do a work. I pray that work will not, will not, the work of the Holy Spirit will not cease with the end of this series. It will not cease. It will not cease. I pray that, 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 the, that the freshness of the Spirit that we've been sensing the last few weeks, I pray it will not cease with this last service of this series. I pray that it will, it will continue, but not only will it continue in our services and continue in our church body and in our corporate meeting, but it will, it will continue in the hearts and the lives of the people. I pray a hunger, I pray a thirst for the Spirit of God to be in the heart of the people. They will seek you. They will seek you. They will seek you. They will seek you throughout the week. And they will come to the services, come to the services rejoicing and come to the services thirsty and hungry and desirous. Oh, meet with us, Holy Spirit. We need you. Oh, how we need you and how we want you and how we desire to have you living in our lives. We want your purpose to be fulfilled in our lives. Thank you, Lord. 